Croshonal to Fearless in Devotion, the Wrexham AFC podcast sponsored by the Fat Boar and Assorted Sister and Cousin Outlets. Uh, Liam, you've got a review for us, haven't you? Because you, you were in one of uh, one of those establishments. Yes, indeed. I can highly recommend the Carnival having dined there over the weekend with my lovely wife. We had some nice uh, vegetable rolls to start with, vegetable spring rolls which were very nice, followed by a gammon with a sticky sauce, some poached eggs and hand-cut chips. And it was all very nice. The decor was lovely. The service was excellent. And we had some cheeky cocktails as well. So get yourself down to the Carnivore, one of the finest joints in town, along with the Fat Boar itself. Whose hands were they cut by the chips? That always makes me wonder. Uh, A big, beefy bloke called Brian, I reckon. There you go. Lovely. That, that was such a good advert. Just needed a jingle. Uh, anyway, yes, thank you to our sponsors um, for helping us to, to to pay for the costs associated with the podcast. Um, another fantastic win. One of the best of the season, probably 5-1 against Oldham. Tim, that was a, a belter, wasn't it? Masterclass. Masterclass from first minute to the last. It was tremendous. I mean... Could have been seven or eight or nine. It was that good. It was just relentless. Really, really, really impressive stuff. And if you're going to set the benchmark even higher for yourself, what a time to do it, you know, into the final hurdle of the season now. Six left. Massive win. I was expecting more from Oldham. Um, but we've put, what, 10 goals on them in three matches this season, conceded two. Um, just, yeah, really, really impressive from start to finish and I, I can't I don't I don't like player ratings because I don't think it's it's very conducive to what they're trying to achieve but on this occasion I was like oh who would you who would you really give anything less than a seven to and you'd probably give maybe Foster a seven because he didn't really have much to do other than that everybody was in the seven eight nine so Elliot Lee solid ten absolutely ran the show Cannon brilliant yeah there's there's literally nothing you can complain about it was so good we really seem to be hitting our straps at the right time. The William eight goals, just one conceded, and it was a cracking header. To be fair, uh, it's in in the last two games, that is. Um, who stood out for you yesterday? What stood out for you yesterday? It's it's hard to say, really. I mean, in terms of the enjoyment of the game, I've struggled a bit recently just because I'm always looking at that table, always trying to t- tick one game off at a time. But yesterday, it was just impossible not to. Pure enjoyment from start to finish pretty much um loads of standout players i think we picked up on ryan barnett last week the difference he's made just the way he's not afraid to take his man on get a decent cross in and mullinate him up um but andy cannon as well just absolutely class i think we we've now got the the sort of form that we saw when he was playing for stockport tail end of last season when you combine that with the likes of elliot lee it's just it's just an embarrassment of riches to have when you can take Andy Cannon off in the second half and you bring Tom O'Connor into the game. Um, you're, I almost, very almost felt sorry for uh, Oldham, but not quite. Yeah, nah. Um, fantastic win. Brilliant. And as, as Tim was saying, and as you were saying, Liam, they ticked another win off. Uh, that's all we can do at the moment. You know, um, after Notts County won on Tuesday night, I thought that was a fantastic uh, response. Um, interestingly enough, I was at the um, South Wales Derby yesterday. Um, boo. Boo. Indeed. Well, what a game, by the way. Um, however, the quality of football on show, not great. And it was interesting. I was chatting with, um, I went with my mate, Sean Thomas, and a couple of other people. And he's a, he's a Cardiff City fan uh, for many years. And he was, you know, scoffing a little bit at the idea that we could be uh, a better football club than them in about, I said, five years, I think is reasonable, especially as Cardiff are looking like they could fall down to League One. Do you sense, Tim, and I know you tweeted about this not too long ago, that there's a little bit of, um, I'm not sure if it's if it's envy or if it's kind of people are, are not really taking Wrexham that seriously, that, that they could be sort of, a, that we could be a championship club within sort of five years from down south. What do you think? I don't know. I mean, you know, recently just just had the the Wales away trip to to Croatia, and, and I got a few friends in that party that are both Swansea fans and Cardiff fans, and 
let's just say I'm getting a, a little bit more more needle than what I've had previously. I think Tommy Kaus tweeted me back the other the week and he said he said it's because they 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 like to pat us on the head when we've been rubbish. And now we're we're kind of threatening to become a a, a solid force in Welsh football again uh, and, and and English football if you like as well. Um they're getting a little bit um quivery about it, which amuses me greatly because you know yeah. we've long not not basked, but kind of got used to being the, the poor relations of Welsh football for so long. Um, so it's nice to see see them worry a bit and and that them trying to shoot me down with the whole Mullin for Wales thing was hilarious, especially when you consider how bad the likes of Mark Harris and stuff has been for Cardiff. <laughs> I, I mean, I I, I had I, this exact I, discussion yesterday. <laughs> I think it's great. I mean, the, the, the amount of people coming out of the woodwork, Newport fans as well, all giving it the big one about, oh well, yeah, money wrecks and Hollywood FC and all this sort of stuff. It's it's simply down to the fact that we're we there's there's so many elements of jealousy that we're a very well run club. You know, there's there's American ownership at, at Swansea, but they're incomparable with what. Rob and Ryan are doing and continue to do. The tan era at Cardiff isn't isn't really an impressive one, and they look like they're proper embroiled in a relegation scrap in the championship. And in Newport, yeah, they had a, they had a lottery winning and less less scadding that got them promoted, you know, um, with with a certain Christian Jolly. But they've kind of treaded water a little bit in League Two, so I think it's great that. That, um, that people get a little bit jealous. But I, I think in, to answer your original question, I think people are starting to take it seriously the longer this goes on. And I think that will that will merely be rubber stamped with a title. Well, there's a bit of needle, as you say, Tim, surely, because we are starting to become a threat, isn't it, Liam? Yeah, definitely. I've, I've always felt a little bit, you know, people are talking about how relations have improved on Wales away days, which Tim will know, no doubt better than anyone else but I did always feel there was an element of uh, yeah slightly patronizing about it sort of little old Wrexham yeah we're all wishing you well type of thing when I started following Wrexham we were top of the pile so to speak Um, and yeah the relations were anything but friendly whenever you know the likes of Swansea and Cardiff came to town now I do I do enjoy a bit of needle in matches so it'd be (laughs) be quite interesting if we start to rival those sort of teams again and if we were to play them again I'd, I, I would really enjoy it because those are the sort of fixtures uh, you live for as a Wrexham fan. Yeah definitely and long way to continue back um, onto the pitch in the northeast of Wales. We haven't seen Luke Young for a while Tim. Um, what do you, mm. you make of that? Uh, yeah there's been a few little uh, discussions about this recently and I mean ultimately it, it, if you're really honest about it you've got to just say that Simply put, the midfield that they've got in there now are better players. You know, that's 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 the way it feels. It might sound unfair, it might sound like a bit of a snap judgment, but I mean, just look at the way they're playing. And the, 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 we, we had this sort of weird conundrum even early in this season where we're like, mm, the mid- midfield's still not quite clicking, it's still not quite there. We couldn't quite figure out what that best midfield was. And I'm pretty sure that this is it, you know, even even with Tom O'Connor to come back into that mix as well. So as harsh as it is on Luke Young, um, that's that's simply the reason. We've just gone out and got a quality of player that has, has kind of squeezed him out or pushed him out a little bit. He's one of the big reasons that we are where we are this season, though, isn't he? Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, I think, I think he is. But somebody said to me that it might have been unfair, and I think, there's Luke Young does try and get some of the play going, but maybe doesn't quite have the sort of dynam, dynam, dynamism, dynamism, yeah, can't even say it, dynamism, um, as the others. So I don't know, I don't know, you know. And well, yeah. Jonathan, uh, Jonathan, um, Jordan Davis can't get in at the moment either, can he? Which you know, testament to the quality of that midfield at the moment. And you know, we've just been discussing those last few results. You know, they're they're delivering, aren't they? Yeah. And um, we we just at the moment the the way that team is performing, whether it's Tom O'Connor, whether it's Luke Young, whether it's Jordan Davis, whether it's Aaron Hayden, all of them, quite rightly, are going to struggle to get back in because the players that have come in have performed to a high level, and that's exactly 
what we wanted from last season when we were bringing players off the bench that didn't went when of the equivalent standard or, or higher and now we have so you know kind of have to be quite ruthless about it and Parky has been and you know to, to no con- consolation to, to Luke Young then it's certainly not a detriment to his ability but you can't argue that that midfield is is absolutely purring. Uh, it's interesting to see that little meme that was doing the rounds on Twitter earlier this week with it was sort of a you know what's your controversial Wrexham opinion and you know I, f- I always find it a bit ridiculous when we're doing as well as we are that there's People are dragging a couple of the players down. I think Luke Young was one that featured in there, but I agree with you that he's played an integral part in getting us to where we are. The only thing I would question is, is Parkinson, Parkinson already planning for next year where potentially we're in the Football League and he's trying you know, these combinations out now? I don't know, but yesterday it would be hard to... It'd be hard to unseat any of those midfielders. But the other terrible take I saw was Jordan Davis isn't good enough for League Two. And I just thought, you know what? Like, I'm, Have I got memory loss? Or isn't this the player that got 20 goals from midfield? Yeah, because that's happened every season for Wrexham since I'm following them. You know, we always have players like that score great goals from set pieces, open play, assists for others. I mean, he's more than good enough. And why wouldn't you want him in your team? You know, even if... I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But say he didn't start every game. He's, he's a player you'd want there pushing for a first team place all day long. Tim, more good news for the women's team this week, wasn't there? Yeah, they've been successful in their application for a tier one license, which means should they beat Britain Ferry and that winner takes all clash in Newtown, I think on the April 16th, it means they will um, certainly be uh, playing in the Gennaro Adran Premier. Is it Adran Gennaro? I can't remember. Gennaro Adran Premier. Yeah. Um, next season with the likes of Cardiff and, and so on and Swansea. So, yeah, a lot of hard work went into that um, from, from, from Gemma Owen. Um, and it's well deserved. Clearly, they put a compelling uh, case together. Um, it's It's been approved. Clearly, the team's there as well. We saw that they're bringing the crowds. They were on Football Focus the other day. So, you know, with that profile, hopefully um, they will get the result that they need to uh, to become essentially the first semi-professional women's football club in Wales. Uh, but moving on, we've got a, a great guest lined up for you this week, again, on Fearless and Devotion. Um, and we'll be bringing that to you very shortly. <laughs> that, no, that, that does earn you bonus points or, oh, you know, oh, from the, from the off. Hey guys. <laughs> hey everybody, how are we doing? How Sorry, you caught me on my weekly Sunday reading of uh, the Fearless and Devotion fanzine. <laughs> You're on the toilet. Is that your reading material for the for the can sitting in the bog? No, it's just it, it's not very flammable. Um so there's it's <laughs> not a lot I can do with it. Well, that that was um, such a good entrance, uh, Mike. We, we're going to keep that in as it is. Tim, if people already don't recognise his voice, just why don't you introduce our next guest? Uh, this is a man who probably encapsulates the passion and uh, enthusiasm of our new found American fan base, even global fan base, has to be said. So. Um, it's, it's easy for the sort of cynic, cynical Wrexham fan to go, oh, well, yeah, all these Americans are saying one thing, but they probably won't come over, they won't do this, and they won't do that. But um, this guy is a genuine, passionate, new fan of Wrexham Football Club, and it's a joy to have him on. He's been pushing himself with the, uh, the spaces and getting involved, and he's coming over soon. So a big welcome to our friend from Alabama, the... Uh, Cigar-smoking, whiskey-toting Michael Starkey. How are you, sir? Timothy, I'm good, my friend. Good to see your handsome face, Leon, Reese. Good to be good to uh, good to see you guys as well. Great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Andy sends his apologies. He's, he's, he's elsewhere at the moment. Um, so yeah, you'll have to make do with the, the the three amigos as opposed to the four. 
So not a problem, Tim. I just need to know if my checks in the mail. Um, I want to make sure that I'm compensated uh, appropriately for, for yeah, think my about time it. here. It, it okay. might be some sort of premium bonds kind of thing. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll figure out a some sort of buy me a coffee. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell you what. We're a year and a half into into this podcast. I, I the day that we get um, compensated appropriately for our time, maybe, <laughs> maybe maybe you can then. Yes, yes, very understandable. I keep telling Tim that the the new cop is inevitably going to be the fearless and devotion podcast cop. Um, there will be oh. signs and your handsome faces all over the fixture. I have no doubt. We'll probably <laughs> end up. We'll probably end up with a fearless and devotion seat rail. It's probably going to be more like that. No, you rhino. We could have that. We could have the second you rhino next to next to next to Rob's. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. No question. Uh, Mike, tell us um, how it started. Oh Christ! Um, so I um, very very um, elaborately, long story short, I, I I caught wind of the the takeover with Rob and Ryan. Um, almost two years ago now, um, just, just shortly after it happened. And because of my previous industry, so I was a, a, a American um, college football coach over here in the States for, for a very, very long time. And that is a very um, labor intensive industry, um, long days, sleepless nights, um, definitely not the expendable time to follow, you know, a proper um, international football club. And when I got out of that industry, long story short, I did have time um, to, to follow um, a, a real, you know, international football program and club. And yes, Rob and Ryan and the takeover and the fact that they are from over here on this side of, of the pond, so to speak, um, made it a very smooth transition. And it was, it was um, at first during the, uh, 21-22 season, I, I listened to Rexham player and listened to Mark and listened to the matches and things like that. Um, it wasn't nearly the as intense or um, extravagant as as I, I would like to think my my fandom is now. Um, and people that know me would very likely agree with that. Um, I tend to make my work schedule when applicable around Rexham matches and fixtures and things like that. And um, it just kind of took off from there. You know, I, I'd always had friends when I was in college, when I was in uh, university, um, I had roommates that that played international football and, you know, they watched the World Cup and they watched matches from abroad all over the world, Brazilian teams, Argentinian teams, um, you know, teams over the UK that I've obviously never heard of um, being an American football coach for so long. And um it, it just Robin Ryan and the takeover made that transition into international football fandom a um, a smooth one, I guess you would say. Um, so that's the that's the the gist of it. Um, the, the very very um, long story long story short of it, so to speak. Were you a uh, sort of follower of any of the clubs beforehand, or whether it's stateside or over here? Was, was there any sort of buy into? obviously aware of the Premier League and all that, was there zero interest up until this point? Absolutely zero interest. Could not have cared any less. Um, it just never wasn't a part of my life. Um, it wasn't It wasn't anything that I had interest in uh, or that, that I had interest in. Um, it wasn't um, anything that I cared about. It just, it's not, it, it, it really hasn't been something up until, like I said, the last two years or so um, that I had the, the expendable time and, and, the effort to put forth to learn about um, the international football scene and, you know, learn about teams from abroad and things like that. Um, it just, I never, I never had the opportunity, but no, uh, Tim, to answer your question, brother, long story short, I, it wasn't anything that I had um, an interest in at the time. So, so Rob and Ryan have basically cast the bait. What, is there any particular point for you that you can put your finger on where you think, I am proper hooked now. It's this is when, when you, you, you kind of you initially you, you you're curious about what this is all yeah. about, and, and you're wondering why are these guys taking over this club? What why them? At what point yeah. for you was it like, yeah, I'm invested in this? Was it was it pre-documentary? Was it when the documentary aired? 
It was definitely pre-documentary. Um, it was at this point about a year and a half ago. Um, you know, like I said earlier, I started. I, I'm not watching. Um, obviously, the streaming wasn't a platform in the 21-22 season, but I started listening to Mark on Reaction Player. I started listening to matches and things like that, and. Every week, it just kind of grew. Um, and then I found you guys' podcast. Um, I found uh, Rob Ron Red podcast and the other various, you know, fan-led podcasts that have popped up since then. And and I say this all the time, for lack of a better term, just went down the rabbit hole. And it was quick and it was extreme. Um, I, I, I had never, up until, you know, like I said, about a year and a half ago, I had not heard I heard of the the Fearless and Devotion podcast. I didn't know of the Triple R podcast. I didn't. I barely knew anything about Wrexham. I barely knew anything about the club, the town, the culture, anything like that. And uh, it happened very quickly. Um, about a year and a half ago, I remember I was actually um, changing industries, so I got out of um, the education sector over here in the U.S. and and coaching American football and made a, an industry transition, so to speak, and intermittently in between uh, the training for my new industry and those types of things. Um, I, I found myself on Twitter a good bit more. Um, I found myself you know, searching out information about Wrexham and not just the takeover, but about the town, about Welsh culture, about Welsh history. Um, and I remember one day I, I was on Spotify and I just happened to look up. Um, I think I typed in Wrexham on Spotify one day. And you guys came up and again, uh, Nathan Rich over at Rob Ryan Red came up and it just went off from there. Um, I listened to, you know, obviously you guys are uh, um, uh, 100 and I guess 101 episodes into into the pod now. And I listened to 70 something episodes of you guys' podcast within about three and a half months or so. Um, poor, I, poor bloke. I was grinding them out. I was, <laughs> I was grinding them out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I wasn't able to, uh, to make it to the, to the century episode pod last week. I'm a week late. I apologize for that. That's, that's okay. And you know what, though, I am disappointed to hear that you searched for us on Spotify and you found us uh, when you had to Wrexham, because we like to think of ourselves as really difficult to find and we, we, we want it to be a real mission for people. Uh, this is only compounded by Tim's discovery last week that uh, he had no access to our email account uh, oh. that we've been telling people to email into for six months. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> blame, one, blame one drive and it's lack of shitty stories, not me. Yeah, well done, Tim. However, that has been rectified now, so it's fine. Um, but listen, you know, I feel a little bit of a, um, I, I sort of understand where you're coming from, you know, and how you, uh, follow the club because you know I'm I'm from Swansea so it's about four hours away from Wrexham and you know when I was in school when I was younger I didn't get to watch many games at all it would be the odd away game especially as I played sport on the weekend as well so I used to listen to everything on the radio I listened to you know and I and I followed Wrexham uh, through audio and uh, you know you still massively are part of the club when you do that I mean yes. is that how you felt when you've been following even though you haven't been seeing it with your eyes although obviously now we can stream but you know you haven't been seeing it in the flesh but you're still a massive part of that fan base yeah absolutely um I, I Tim and I've had this conversation multiple times on, on the spaces and those types of things but especially earlier in my fandom um when I started becoming a little more vocal uh, on my love for for the club and the town and things like that on social media um I I I wasn't um utilizing Twitter for for Wrexham um you know conversations and those types of things I didn't know anything about the spaces um so it's one of those to where yes listening to Mark um, keeps the the worldwide Reds, we like to say, um, very clued in on match day to what's happening and those types of things. But the more the more I utilize social media and the more I started posting and connecting with fans all across the world and those types of things, um, it 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 that that part of the fandom on social media helps you even more become um, a part of the club and those types of things. I've had you know. I can't count how many conversations I've been fortunate to have with Tim at this point. And, um, you know, I've hosted spaces myself and, and things of that nature, and they've been great. I say all the time, I don't care whether there's 
for Wrexham fans on there that I'm able to talk to and learn more about, whether it's people in town or, or abroad, um, or there are 200 um, like there were last week, which was awesome as well. I, I, it doesn't matter to me. I just want to have conversation um, with the Wrexham fan base about um, the club, the town, um, and just educate myself and learn everything I can about the history of the club, the culture, and those types of things. But um, yeah, to answer your question, Reese, long story short, it's, it's one of those to where Mark kept us very much intertwined uh, at the beginning of my fandom into what was happening on match day and, and the dragon heart and, and those, the dragon heart pod and those types of things. Um, and then as I guess I started to use, utilize social media more um, it just, you know, increased my, my love for the club and, and the affection I had for um, our, our fellow fans as well. When you're, um, so you've gone from, talking about listening to the you know listening to the audio and going on social media when the documentary finally drops in I want to say September last year does it make things a bit more three-dimensional for you seeing the players seeing the fans sort of that bit more close up absolutely um yeah Liam it's it's one of those to where essentially when you can put a face with a name um and not just the players and not just coach Parkey and not just uh, you know, Floor and Sean Harvey and, and Humphrey and, and people that I didn't really know anything about aside from the information that I got from the podcast with you guys. Um, it's one of those to where it, it, it ingrains you even more into the club because you get to see the, the personalities and things that are kind of hidden behind um, the radio, which is what we had available at the time. Um, you get to see the player, the, the personality of players, the personality of Coach Parkey. You get to see kind of behind the scenes, so to speak, which, which is what the documentary is. It's, and it's fantastic. Um, it's one of those where you just learn more about the club and you get to see a little more in depth about what really goes on day to day, whether it's in practice or training um, you know, match days and those types of things during the COVID season, which I wasn't around for the COVID season, obviously, um, it was very, I want to say, endearing um, into, you know, it, it was endearing for me to be able to learn more about the club than I already had after listening to the pods and those types of things last summer for hours on end. Um, so, yeah, the, the documentary just, it, it made it even more um, of an understanding, you know, to to what it was to be a Wrexham fan and what it was like um, behind the scenes, so to speak. You, you mentioned earlier about all the stuff you've been learning about the club through listening to hours of um, us lot uh, talking interminably about different stuff and also uh, 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 Mark Griffiths, of course, and the many other podcasts that exist. Are there any questions? Are there anything that's not clear for you, or is there anything that um, you still would like to know, or what have you learned as well? You know, not. Um, I'm fully po- uh, fully caught up with all the pods. Um, listen to them every week. Um, several of them at this point. Um, I. If, if there's anything, you know, I asked him last night. Tipped at a space after the. Uh, after the match yesterday, um, the older match, and, and uh, you know, we were talking about promotion and those types of things, and uh, Nath was on there as well from, from Rob Ryan Red, and I said, you know, we were talking about, you know, hopeful promotion and those types of things, and I said, what are you guys going to do, um, you know, when that day uh, kind of uh, fortuitously um, presents itself over the next couple of weeks? Um, Tim said he was going to basically get shirtless and, and climb phone poles and those types of things um, recently. And w- what are you guys going to do? Um, what's your, your celebration of choice um, over the next couple of weeks? Should that, should that present itself? I have absolutely no idea. Absolutely none. I think I'd probably just go and lie down in a dark room. Yeah. I it, it's, it's just been so long in the making. I I think I'm going to have to just let the mood take me. Uh, I will be delighted, obviously, if it yeah. happens. I can't bring myself to say when it happens yet, even though, yeah. uh, despite the position we're in, because as you'll have learnt now, uh, Michael, I'm sure about how many close calls we've had and how many times we've screwed things up in the past. It's yeah. just, uh, it's just yeah. tempting fate too much. But yeah, what about you, Liam? Uh, I'm a bit like Reese in that I don't like tempting fate. But I was walking through Morrison's supermarket in Wrexham the other day, and out of the corner of my eye, I saw one of those red bottles of aviation gin. Uh, <laughs> I was toying with the, I was toying with the idea at first, and I was yes. like, 
do I buy it now? And I thought, no, because that's tempting fate. But if we do go up, if, I will go and buy that very bottle and I will toast to our success and keep the bottle as a memento. But that's if. It's staying on the shelf until we win promotion. Are those yeah, the limited edition aviation Bates, Bates has already been tempted by the shithousery brilliant Reds. Fate has seen how good we are. Fate fancies a bit of that. Fate is taking us up. Get get used to it. I've never ever been more confident in a side that are a bunch of relentless, talented yeah. bastards. I'm touching this wood wooden desk right now. I'm tapping that because oh, that's too much for me. I can't yeah, believe I'm, it. I'm not, sure, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure I'll be shirtless just yet, but just, but I might be because this might happen because bizarrely, just coming back to what you mentioned before about the effect it's having in the states and stuff. Um, I was speaking to a guy before who is in, I think he's in San Diego, and he's in a band and he does personal training and stuff. Um, and he said, oh, whereabouts are you? And I told him, and usually when you tell anybody that's not even remotely from Wrexham, you could, you could go on holiday in this country and meet somebody from Suffolk, and they still wouldn't know where Wrexham was previously. And I told him, and he's like, oh, right, they're, they're, they're a pretty big deal here now in the States. That was the first thing he said. And it's just like, Jesus Christ. I don't think even now it doesn't quite compute. Yes, um, the effect that it's having. And he said he yeah. said they're one of the most popular sports. I think he said sports. I didn't think he used the word franchise, but sports yeah. teams or sports yeah. organisations in the UK now it's growing. And it's just so weird. But, yeah. Um, I, I say all the time, I can only imagine, and, and recently, I'm obviously, this is the first time I've been fortunate to speak with you guys, but Tim and I speak pretty frequently, whether it's in you know the DMs or, or on Twitter or, or messages or what have you on the spaces. But we say, I say consistently, I can only imagine how surreal this is um, for you guys. Not just, not just who the co-chairmen are, not just the talent of the players on the side and things like that that we have right now, but the fact that you're on a Zoom call with some hillbilly from Alabama who <laughs> two years ago didn't know even how to spell Wrexham, very likely. Uh, and yet here we are. Michael, I would say you seem, you know, and from what we've all seen of you online the last sort of few months, you're kind of unique in your devotion, uh, I would say. Uh, how many other people are there like you or sort of a couple of rungs below? How, how well known are we now exactly, would you say? In the, in the U.S.? Yeah, in the States. Oh, I mean, I can say this. When the documentary first came out, or when, when actually right before it came out, um, there, were, there was a very concerted effort um, through the various platforms that the documentary is showing on now with, with advertising across the country. All of the major cities had taxicab tops, um, billboards all over the place, um, one of the major interstates um, in uh, down here, um, Interstate 10, it's a highway um, in the U.S. that essentially goes the whole south part of the, of the United States, almost from coast to coast, or actually I think it does go coast to coast. There were billboards every 30 miles or so. Um, it was everywhere. You, you couldn't go. Um, you couldn't go somewhere without whether it was seeing it on television, seeing it on social media, seeing it in person on a billboard, on a taxi cab top, like I said, in the major cities across the U.S. So if you if you look at it um, to, to be measurable and say it's, you know, this much larger or whatever, you know, what have you, that's difficult to say. But, you know, it's gone from you know, 1%, maybe, maybe less than that, a, 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 per, a period percentage of the population of the U.S., knowing where Wrexham is, knowing about the club, about the town, and those sorts of things, to it, it's just exploded. It's exploded over here. Um, you know, I'm, I'm building a, a, a small congregation of uh, Alabama Reds over here, um, and we have a good time watching the matches and things like that when we get together. But it's it's um, exponentially larger, um, but obviously because of the documentary and because of who the co-owners are. Hence how difficult it is to get a ticket in the States as well, I suppose. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> I've been fortunate. I have been fortunate enough recently to, uh, you know, have had some communication um, with uh, some people who, who are... Tell us, to- tell us everything tell you us, can. Tell us. 
Exclusive. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, recently, and this is going to be a shock to you guys because I haven't been able to talk to you about this, but uh, one Tim Edwards messaged me last week and say, hey, we're going to use uh, our sweet, sweet podcast money um, to to fly you over. And um, that's, that was the gist of the conversation. I said, thanks, Tim. I, I greatly appreciate it. Flying you over via drone. That's not going to happen and you know it. But nice no. to score, but you're still going to tell us. Yes. Um, um, so Rob messaged me on Twitter and, and we had a, a um, you know, concise couple of messages um, back and forth. It was obviously very surreal. I was doing yard work in my backyard. I looked down at my watch and I had a Twitter notification that said Rob McElhaney. And obviously that's not um, a normal uh, Thursday um, for, for a lot of people and definitely not for myself. So, um, we just had a couple of great messages back and forth, obviously very down to earth. Um, you know, the, the conversation I'd like to, you know, I, I don't put all my, my business out there and things like that. It was, it was a great conversation. I thanked him. Um, he thanked me for just being a fan and, and the support and, and, um, you know, doing everything I can to, to help, grow the game and, and grow the popularity of the club over here in the States, uh, specifically down here where I live. And um, I've had some conversation with some other people at the club that, that he um, put me in touch with and fingers crossed, I will uh, be over there in the next couple of weeks. I'm, I'm working on the passport paperwork, which is right here on my side table that is completed and uh, we'll have that done um uh, and hopefully turned in for for uh, urgent passport application uh, here in the next week and a half or so. And I'm hoping to be over there, hoping with my work schedule for the Bournemouth game on the 22nd. Um, don't know. The game. Sure. Yeah, it's it's. I kind of plan that strategically. Um, <laughs> that is know, awesome with, news, though. With point totals and goal differentials and, uh, you know, things that we talk about on a daily basis now. But we'll see what happens. It may be early next season. Uh, I'm not quite sure yet with my work schedule, but uh, we're working on it. Well, that's very exciting. Um, and we're chuffed for you because uh, yeah. you, you've earned that one, definitely. Um, well, we were going to say goodbye and do our predictions, but why don't we Why Why don't we have Michael join? Michael knows the club just as well as anyone this season. I've still got a few more questions. Okay, go on. He's not, he's not, I've got questions for you guys. I actually came prepared. But Ooh, I don't know let's have some of that. Let's have some of that. I don't want to throw curveballs into the podcast format. Not, let's have some of those questions, though. That's a good idea. Oh, I would love to. I would yeah. love to. Okay, my first one. And I know Andy's not here and, and Mr. Gilpin can't defend himself. If the four of you got in a fight, who would win? Oof. I reckon, I, I reckon it's between me and Reese. Yeah, well, yeah, I was going to say me without a doubt. So, typically, across my mind. Liam, Liam's, a, Liam's a lover, not a hater. Nah, yeah. um, Andy's too pissed on Twitter half the time. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Andy, Andy, Andy hasn't got enough teeth left. And after I finished them, he'd have none left. Reese has got the brawn. I've got the streetwise skills. My hardcore Israeli martial arts makes me much tougher than the average Joe. (laughs) There you go. Okay. That's fantastic. Next question. I just like to stir the pot a little bit. Tim knows that. (laughs) Um, uh, My second question, and this is something that I've heard you guys ask uh, all your various guests and especially former players out of you four. And again, Andy, uh, I apologize. Who's the biggest moaner? Oof. <laughs> Immediately he says hey. I, it's, if anyone sees me on the social media, I think they might say me. I do like a an occasional moan. But in, in person, I think Liam does the one season with Rex AFC Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> I've told I've told Tim multiple times I appreciate his burner account one season with Rex. It's, <laughs> it's educational, um, it's entertaining. I think it's great. I think Andy has more general moans though. Like, so say if you met him in person, he'd be moaning about anything and and anything going on on that day. Things would look like a slight inconvenience, but then when we score, he'd be jumping up and down like a little puppy. So that's the sort of balance it out. And Andy, bless him, he never seems to be not working. Uh, so and he's you know he'll f- frequently yes. moan about that, and I I don't blame him. Uh, but yeah, yes. Well, there you go. Those are the curveballs. Those are the curveballs. So. 
Um, what were my questions now you've thrown me? Okay, the question, <laughs> I suppose the questions were, um, when you're coming over for the Boreham Wood game, um, I suppose you don't know yet, but is there any murmurings? Could you possibly feature in the documentary? You know, it could happen. You've signed a non-disclosure agreement, aren't you? You can see by that nodding head. <laughs> I've, I've, I've signed, I've signed no grievance. Uh, I have not put uh, any pen to paper. Um, th- there, uh, there have been some conversations um, about that potentially um, with uh, myself and and um, somebody involved with the documentary. But again, we'll we'll see. You know, we'll see what happens. I had someone, I had someone, I had, I had one of the producers for the documentary call me, uh, maybe three months ago, two, two or three months ago at this point. And uh, we had about an hour long, um, it was just a phone call, phone conversation. It was great. We got to know each other. And, and I asked him about his time in Wrexham as well. And, and um, what he had learned, he's obviously over from the States. So um, that was a fantastic conversation. Great guy. And um, now that I may potentially, um, possibly, hopefully be, be coming over there very soon. Um, there has been more conversation about that. So we will, uh, we will see what happens, but Tim, please, please understand I'm infinitely more appreciative to be featured on this podcast than I would ever be. Uh, for I, 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 will, I will remind you of that when you're uh, chucking out cigars from the aviation gin suite and making paper airplanes out of Fearless and Devotion uh, uh, issue, issue five um, at the paupers below. So I will remind you of that fact. Um, I'm going to do some quick fire ones in a minute. I do have... Um, Two minor, two sort of minorish questions left. Um, I think universally it's been very well received. You, you've received a lot of support from from the Wrexham community. Yeah. People, I imagine, saying, "You know, come and stay at our place, come and pick you up, etc." So all yeah. sorts of stuff. Um, on on the flip side of that, have you have you noticed any um, any kickback? You know, because we all know people scrambling around for tickets, and you inevitably, inevitably get a little bit of jealousy of the whole why should you come over here and get a ticket that belongs to me have you have you noticed that on twitter i imagine i imagine it's safe to say you probably have had a bit of kickback in, in that um respect. not i i've seen i've seen conversations not necessarily have with myself or or geared towards me but you know when when you follow as many Wrexham fans on twitter as i do and and you see conversations between people I mean, i've seen some of those things but i think most Wrexham fans and um, most people over there understand that the maybe single digit, maybe 10 to 12 North American, whether it's U.S., Canadian, whoever, fans that come over there um, every other match or so, we're not selling out the race course. We're, I mean, you're talking single digit tickets. So what I've gathered um infinitely more is that the kickback and um you know the um the 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 banter i'll call it uh is really more from from fans of other clubs and those types of things and you know tim you and i have talked about that at length it's one of those to where um it's it's some of it's jealousy some of it's um you know they want things like this to to happen to their club which is understandable um, but to, to answer your question, my friend, no, I've, I've not had anything like that said to myself. I've had, um, uh, amazing fearless and devotion fanzines, which you can pick up, uh, any match day and a match day near you at the race course. Um, I've had Rexham bloggers sent over to me. I've had, um, newspaper clippings, magazine articles from 30 years ago, 10 years ago. I had uh, a fan of over 40 years send me a message on Twitter, um, which I, I think I posted last week, which was unbelievable, a fellow named Andy. Um, he's going to send me like 20 fan uh, or newspaper clippings, magazines, uh, game day um, programs and things like that, like 20 of them. I never met this guy. I never had a conversation. He was just jumped in the space that we did last week and um, got my address and he's going to send me like 20 magazines over or game day programs um, for me to read and just, again, get more educated. So I've not... Um, seen really anything at least directed at me from from the Wrexham fandom and, and from from um the fine people over there in Wrexham um not not specifically at me I've seen some uh some moaning here and there about not being able to get tickets and those types of things but again if you think it's because of the Americans and it's because of of, of people from over here in, in North America I mean that's debatable at best I would say there's maybe a handful 
um, over there every other match or so. So I understand the queuing system is not uh, fantastic at the moment as well. Um, good luck to you guys tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. I believe it'll be. The, the fingers will be clattering on the keyboards inevitably. <laughs> Without success in my case, <laughs> as has been the case for a long yeah. time still. Uh, last question, was it, Tim? Yeah, I just got, well, uh, a, um, I was going to do a little quick fire thing. I'll do that in a second. Sorry. Um, we didn't ask how you plan to celebrate if that hopefully um, day arrives. Oh, a promotion? Yeah. Oh, Christ. Tim, I'll drink my body weight in whiskey. <laughs> it, it'll be chaotic. Uh, right. Here okay. at, at my house, at my house, um, oh, just, well, just yeah. my lady and I, um, it will be a two-person celebration that will not be forgotten uh, over here at the Starkey House, inevitably. It will, it will be a good day. Take that fan cam and document it. Good man. Right. Um, quick fire on the, on the favorites. Favorite player? Max Kluwer. <laughs> still sticking with Max. I love that. I love that. Uh, favorite kit in your time supporting Wrexham? Oh, man. Okay, I have to go two directions with this. Favorite kit, um, uh, the red one. That's uh, the one I wear every Saturday, and, yeah. and my lady wears the, the away kit, wears the blue one. However, I saw a mock-up, and I apologize. I can't remember. I can't remember off the top of my head if it was you guys, or maybe you, Tim, that posted it, or maybe may have been the Rob Ryan Red guys. But a uh, kind of mock-up prediction podcast or a, 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 a kit um, for next year—the black one with the gold. Yes. Oh, yes. Take my money. <laughs> take it all. That black and gold kit is something to behold. So I know it's uh, kind of a mock-up and just sort of uh, imagination at its best, but that is, that's a, a, a kit that I would probably frame uh, here in my office behind me. But the red one this year, and if that came to fruition, that black and gold kit is uh, sturdy. Favorite game? Uh, it's got to – oh, Tim – it's got to be the Dover match from last year. I'd listen yeah. to it. On the, I'd listen to it on the radio. Um, ooh, yeah, I, it's got to be the Dover match. Um, yeah. It has to be the Dover match. And I wasn't yeah. able to watch it, but but uh, hearing Mark on the call was was pretty spectacular. Favorite co-owner? Rob. They both follow me, but Rob's the only one I've been able to talk to. So Ryan needs to uh, step up the game. Favorite podcast. Well, guys, it's been fun. <laughs> See, I like your commission for saying Rob Ryan read about twelve times in the, in this. It's like this so far. Oh yeah, Nathan Rich. Nathan Rich actually sent the check already. That's uh, that sweet podcast money you were talking about. No, yeah, yeah. No, well, um, Rob Ryan Red is my favorite podcast anyway. So, no I mean, yeah. reset it for no, you. I will. I will go on the record right now. And say that Fearless and Devotion is my favorite podcast. You guys were the first one that I found. Um, you guys were the first one that came up in the search. I just, I didn't, I didn't find the other ones until uh, several weeks after I, I found y'all. I didn't realize there were so many of them. That's Thank a miracle you. in itself, to be honest. I'm PayPaling you right now. I can recommend uh, Welsh Beast on YouTube if anyone yeah. hasn't checked him out. Top guy. <laughs> I think Tim Tim's met him recently. <laughs> top, top lad. <laughs> when we initially came across him, we were like, I'm not really sure to make of it. And then I met him in person and he's lovely. Uh, but that 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 um, bus journey to Bromley and back, the way he chronicled it, was just absolutely tremendous. And that put down about the whole, you know, <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> well, Welsh Beast's video diaries in a hundred years' time, they're gonna they're gonna dig that up and it's gonna be like Samuel Pepys's diary, but for the for the twenty first <laughs> century. It's just absolutely staggering to watch and long, long may it continue. Predictions, I think. It's time for predictions. Um, we've got two games, two mm. massive games, which we will no doubt be talking more about. In Hang the... on, I just thought we shouldn't be doing predictions because we've got a pod, spoiler everyone, we've got a pod coming out in advance of Bank Holiday Weekend with some friends uh, who support Notts County. So I reckon we hold off on the predictions, Tim. And does that give Andy a chance to come back in as well, doesn't it? So Should we get Mike's predictions still? We could include them in maybe. Yes, come on, Mike. Tell I think us it's what... well worthy. I like the way Liam thinks. Um, 
Ooh. Is it Halifax? I mean, uh, uh, I go 3-1. Trusty, trusty 3-1. Nice. Tough place to go, Halifax. So I think we'd all yeah. be delighted with that. And the big one, what's happening in uh, on Easter Monday uh, at the race course against Notts County? Yeah, 8-0. Oh, great. No, um, I'm going to go 2-1. 2-1 Wrexham. Um, I just think it's, especially with what happened um, at their place earlier this year, the the uh, the, the replay, so to speak, at ours um, at the race course. It's going to be very excited for you guys, um, provided that you guys are going to be there to be able to experience it. But um, it's going to be a, an amazing day, an amazing atmosphere, and 2-1 uh, Reds. I will FaceTime you from the match. By my way of saying thank you for coming on. How about that? There you go. Timothy, much appreciated, my friend. No worries. I think before you uh before you disappear, we should allow you the uh the 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 sort of patent pending starkey sign off or whatever the uh the, the verbal version of a patent pending would be, to be honest. So um I'll let you do what you do best in the spaces and you can transfer it to this uh this here pod malarkey. Well, I haven't had nearly enough to drink uh, as I did yesterday during the match, uh, the post-match space, Tim. But, uh, you know, I always like to bring some energy, bring some, uh, you know, bring some excitement and those types of things, especially when I've got enough alcohol running through my system. And uh, up to Tim Edwards, up to Podcasting Reds, up to fucking town, boys. Up the F in town. We're a family-friendly podcast, Mike. That's just not good enough. But um, on that on that note, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna edit our whole conversation out. But thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> and uh, we'll uh, speak to you all next week. Up oh, the chuffing red. It's up a the habit. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Keep I, guess I, I guess I should have asked before if I'm even allowed to drink on this podcast. I'm just sitting. Oh, yeah. Oh, get yeah. that can. Up here, and I was like, wait, I need to ask. Leave it all in. Leave it all in. Andy Gilpin does it every week. He's always toasted on this podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye everyone. See you later. <laughs> See you guys. Oh.